Welcome to Love Bonds, the podcast for those interested in learning more about romantic love, attachment, and infidelity. Now, here's your host, relationship and couple counselor, Terry DiMatteo. Hello and welcome to Love Bonds. Today, I'm so happy to bring to you Julianne Cantarella, New Jersey's premier dating coach and matchmaker. Hello, Julianne. Hi, Terry. How are you today? Oh, very good. Thank you. It's so nice to be with you. Same. Thank you. Julianne, would you be so kind as to introduce yourself to our listeners, please? Absolutely. So as as you said, I am a (laughs) dating coach and matchmaker, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also a licensed social worker Mm -hmm. and certified life coach. Um, And I've been in the industry for 16 years helping people create healthy, happy relationships through date coaching and matchmaking. Oh, how exciting. This is wonderful. So so tell us, what does a dating coach and matchmaker do? Sure. So they're actually very different. Um, mm. What is the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, ways of, of creating relationships. So um, in a nutshell, a matchmaker um, acts as think of think of a lawyer. Um, mm-hmm. You hire them and they represent you. And what I do as a personal matchmaker is I conduct a selective search. So mm-hmm. I go out and I look for people who could be matches for my clients. And then I sit down and I vet them. Um, mm-hmm. Vetting is really um, what sets matchmakers apart from dating services. Dating services mm-hmm. just basically um, they make introductions where um, personal matchmakers do vetting, making sure that the goals, values, relationship, vision matches. Mm -hmm. Um, Transparently, though, um, the one thing we cannot guarantee is Mm -hmm. that there's going to be chemistry. So a lot of people, yeah, yeah. So I like to be, I'm very different. (laughs) I like to make sure that people really understand what it is that they're doing when they hire a matchmaker. And very often there's this belief that somehow a matchmaker is magical (laughs) and that their person is hiding in their database. And that's, that's actually, not really what's happening right you know, it's I mean just that, a, yeah that chemistry piece is so key I mean if anybody can uh, figure that out <laughs> to some sort of formula or something objective that would be they'd be a billionaire <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely and because you, you know, cannot we, predict it yeah no matchmakers try really hard to um, present good matches mm-hmm. to their clients, but mm-hmm. it's it's not foolproof. And unfortunately, you know, people come in with a really, you know, an, an expectation sometimes that's just very unrealistic for matchmakers. Oh. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, really what a matchmaker is there to do is to provide you with introductions with the hope that there's going to be chemistry. And when that doesn't happen, you know, I, I, get calls from people all the time and they are disgruntled by, you know, other people they've worked with. And then they're reaching out to me for date coaching. And, you know, I try to set them, set it straight that, Mm -hmm. you know, 
really, you know, what happens. And when someone comes to work with me, I'm very clear about that. You know, I yeah. try to lay it out before they're they're going to invest their emotion and their their financial yeah, piece put into it. Out there. So do you do you have a thought that this uh, chemistry piece uh do you think it's instant or you think it sometimes can take time? Oh, no. So when date coaching comes <laughs> into play, which is okay. really, really my, my, um, the, really what I do is, mm. is, is date coaching. It's my passion. It's my purpose in life. I help people transform and really create clarity around who they are and who the person is they want in their life and their truly their goals and their values and their relationship vision and yeah. so many other things in between. Um, mm -hmm. I've seen chemistry grow between people. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, setting, it's having realistic expectations. And it's so funny because I literally had a, a coaching call about that ended a, a, a while ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the person was talking about having their, the aha moment that, you know, we mm -hmm. have this idea that mm -hmm. relationships are supposed to be fiery and exciting and mm -hmm. big from day one. And mm -hmm. when it's not, then there's something wrong. Yeah, that's not yeah. the case. Right. And we hear the stories, we probably both hear the stories of the kind of knock your socks off, like a, like a, a visceral response, chemistry. And then it's not really a relationship match when they try to form the relationship or or the reverse, right? There's some level of compatibility, but you, you do need the chemistry. I mean, there's no way around it. Oh, you, have, sure. you have to have but... it. It's just, it may, it may not be at the first moment of the first date. <laughs> Correct. Absolutely. And I, and I'll be honest with you when there's, there's two things that I say when someone, when a client comes to me, a, a day coaching client, and they say to me, I was, I'm not excited about any of the men I'm dating, or no. I'm really excited about, you know, this guy. I'm like, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, oh. it's, there, there really has to be a, uh, a neutrality that goes into it where it's just like it's new they're a stranger and yes. they need to get to know them yes and and that would that would make uh modern dating you know current present day different from from old school like our parents and grandparents hmm? in what way uh, well in terms of it was a little more in the community people didn't move you you knew people you would meet bump into them a little more organically i think uh, pre internet pre dating sites oh i see what you're saying yeah, yeah i mean i think i mean i've heard stories though of people who you know grew up in in little communities and when they met their person it was love at first sight and all of that so yes. I, I do think that that's a a narrative that's woven its way through history yes um and and I think that because we find it so enticing we're just fixated on that's how it's supposed to be yeah, and, and Hollywood's not helping, is it? Oh my goodness, I literally just had this conversation with the person before in my coaching session. Yeah, yeah. you know, I talk about how, you know, these rom-coms, yeah. there's so much left on the cutting room floor, right? Mm -hmm. that yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yes. That we don't see. And those those are the moments that we really have to pay attention to that mm -hmm. we're not being privy to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. So so what are so I guess we've already started here answering this question, which is what are some of the misconceptions about dating? It seems like you've touched on it a bit. 
Yeah, I mean, there honestly, there are many, you know, um, unfor- unfortunately, you know, because today yeah. people are really wanting to connect. Mm-hmm. There's a, an epidemic of loneliness, mm-hmm. right? And yes. I think mm-hmm. along with that, you know, comes this idea of what it's supposed to be. Yeah, and um, here's a thought. I, I have the thought that the loneliness uh, can perhaps translate into you know, pairing up a little recklessly because you don't want to be alone. So you maybe would lower your standards a bit. Um, I wouldn't say lower your standards because I think what happens okay. is people don't even keep, you know, take their standards into consideration, really. Mm-hmm. I, when people become lonely, like all, all their senses go out the window. Like yes, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You mm-hmm. just you, you want to connect and you yes. just turn a blind eye and mm-hmm. it's you know, you dive right in without really having an understanding of, you know, who that person is, yeah. what they're doing, and all of that. So, so you're you're more likely to look past some of the red or orange flags. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I don't even think the flags show up. <laughs> the flags don't even show up. You just keep going. Yeah. You're like just in. And then like eight, right. 10 months in, you're like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. I started a relationship with a stranger and now I'm seeing everything. And yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of where dating gets a bad rap. Yeah. Because people don't take the time to get to know someone. They just dive right in. And as I say, people do dating backwards. And that's mostly everybody. They they like they go into it, they claim exclusivity, and then they're like, then they date. (laughs) Rather than date to get to know someone to become exclusive. And I I work to change that. I see. You know, I'm 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 caught saying to people sometimes, my clients, uh, to, you, you, there's never harm in going slow. Go, go slow. You're, you're building trust. Oh. And so yeah. trust takes time. You can't immediately trust someone. You have to have experiences to, to build the trust, which is the foundation. So going slow seems important because it does take a while to build the trust. You cannot establish trust instantly. Think you and I are on the same page and talk the same talk because that yes. is like typically what I say. My catchphrase is "slow and steady wins the race." Yes, I'm I'm with you on that definitely. So so let's let's explore this. What what makes for a good date? So that's you know, it just <laughs> it depends on who you're talking, what you're talking about. Okay. Is the good date the person, or is a good date the actual activity? Oh. So. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. Th- there are there's two different things. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. if you're talking about the person, it's someone who shows up and who is attentive mm-hmm. and on its boundaries mm-hmm. and is a good, you know. Yes, um, appropriate. Good, yeah, appropriate, but also, you know, um, interesting. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, understanding all that piece. If you're talking about an actual physical date, you know, mm-hmm. I talk about small and again, slow and steady. Yes. So you're not want to have a big over the top dramatic first date. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, right, right. It, 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 yeah, like a big uh, fancy dinner with flowers and uh, violins and things like this. <laughs> yeah, you want to make it, uh, you can sit across from each other and, and, and uh, have an exchange, engage with each other directly. 
Yes, exactly. Exactly. So so sharing time and really getting the chance to learn about the other person. Yeah. You know, my hunch is people, I sometimes say things um, with clients or that are very basic. They're very obvious, but they do get lost in the sauce, which is really the romantic partner is for intimacy. That's what the person's for. That's what you're signing up for, to be intimate partners, which is emotional and sexual uh, intimacy. I think people uh, forget that sometimes. Um, you, you know, that, that, that's essentially what you're, uh, what you're searching for when you're searching for a partner. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not sure that people don't they don't think about that but they don't think about how you get there uh, I, I think that's correct i agree with you on that yeah, yeah. like yeah. i think they recognize that they're looking for a partner who they can have emotional and physical intimacy yes that's yeah. the ultimate mm-hmm. goal but they think they have to rush it to get there they're yeah. not thinking about having to take time and get to know that person. They think it can be instantaneous or that it should be instantaneous. And that's where things kind of go awry. Or, you know, they have a connection with someone and Mm -hmm. then they're like, and whatever that may be, um, Mm -hmm. they're thinking, oh my gosh, this person is my person, you know, after one date. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's really the point of one date is to see if you go to date two and then if date two goes to date three. But it it does seem like, uh, for a lot of people, after date three or be somewhere between three to five dates, they have a fledgling relationship. It's starting to transition. Do you think? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. <laughs> okay. So tell, I, tell I, me. honestly, yeah, no, I think <laughs> that's, that's what our society tells us that we all should be, um, uh, vying for monogamy, right? We should all be, be working in that direction. So after five dates, that you're thinking, oh my gosh, we're in a relationship. And I'm yes, like, yes, oh yes, my yes. gosh, oh my gosh, you're not. <laughs> if, I, I, I'm going to ask you to think of it this way. Mm-hmm. Say five times, you go on a date with someone five times. Mm-hmm. You you spend, and I'm going to be generous, four hours each time you go out with that person. That's 20 hours, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm what do you know about someone in 20 hours? Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I, my, my remark was more about that. That's what I see as a tendency. It's more like- No, 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 I know. Yeah, I know yeah, right. this to provide information and I know where you're yeah. from. Yeah. But, but that's what I'm trying to say to, to the audience is that yes. what do you know about someone after 20 hours? You really don't. I mean, it's really when you hit the- somebody's getting sick or someone had a family matter or the job, you know, you have to kind of be with them a little long enough for something to happen to sort of challenge it a little. Otherwise it can just be these love, lovely dates. See, really, I, I support that idea of slow and get to know each other and observe and not just what a person says, but observe them. Yes, exactly. It's, it's, as I say, and I think you're saying it too, like mm-hmm. in the good times, in the bad times, yes. you know, when someone's having a difficult moment, mm. we don't know how they're going to behave, how they're, they're going to react. Right. So be there for you if you're in crisis. Yes. Oh, these are very important things. Very important. And it, it does take a while for that to come to the surface. It just takes time. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, people think because what I see is a, t- is a big um, 
barrier or, or thing that undermines and can be difficult is that um, basically mm-hmm. you're texting with someone regularly or mm-hmm. having phone calls regularly, mm-hmm. you somehow believe that you're closer than you are. Yes, yes, I, yes, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's that space that people are filling and they're creating right. a narrative around mm-hmm. that, that, that the relationship is closer and farther along than yes. it is. Yes, because I, I, I think baked into that is bonding, which is critical. You do need to be in person for the bonding, the eye contact, right. the, mic, the micro expressions, the yep. nonverbals, the, the little rhythm that is, gets established between a pair. That cannot take place in text. It's, it's just the one dimension. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's, it's I'm going to take it a step further. Mm-hmm. It's not real. It's, it's not, not real. real. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to text something flowery <laughs> or, or right. You know, uh, there was a funny um, episode. What was it? It was something silly. Uh, one of my uh, my children was showing me about about someone was dating using uh, chat GPT <laughs> and the chat bot was uh, crafting the perfect response to the partner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the part is, oh my God, this person's amazing. You know, they, they always know the right thing to say, <laughs> but, it, but right. it was coming from AI. <laughs> right. And, and even beyond that. So let's say it's, it's a, an actual person who's responding. It's, it's still in the, in the, the air. It's in the cloud. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not in front of you. It's not a real experience. Yeah. It's, or they could they could be a skilled texter, but it, different in person. That's right. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. And and I would say that too about a profile. Yes. Like so many people are willing to discount someone based on a one-dimensional profile. Yeah. Or 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 I've said so many people who say to me, oh my gosh, I love what this person's written in this profile. And I'm like, yeah, and? I mean, we still don't know them. You've never yeah. met them. You don't know if there's chemistry. You don't know if that's yes. there's other pieces of their, you know, it's one facet of their personality. Yes, yes. Or they could be a good profile writer. Yeah, which is important. You should be a good profile writer right. if you're going to use online <laughs> dating. And that's great, right? You yes. want to present the best version of you. That is awesome. But when we're on the other side, we have to really ha- work with a more critical eye and realize that there's more to that person than than what's just in that profile. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just like your clients are multidimensional. So is the, so is the person. It, it takes a while to look at, to discover all those layers. This does lead into the next question very nicely. What are your thoughts on online dating versus organically meeting someone? Sure. So if I can just back up a little bit. Oh, sure. No, yeah, no, no, it's okay. What I didn't get mm-hmm. to share in when I, um, was introducing part of what I do, the other mm-hmm. part is date coaching and I have a really, um, it's a very, um, I say a comprehensive program where mm-hmm. I use online dating mm-hmm. so that I can coach my clients in real time as they're dating. Oh my. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do that differently than other coaches. So I set them up for success. And basically what I do is make sure they present the best version of themselves. And that's through 
I have three photographers who work for me. So all mm -hmm. of my clients get a photo shoot. Mm -hmm. I have a professional profile writer who writes for me. So there's that piece of it. And mm -hmm. then I do an assessment of each client to determine with 18 years of experience online, what site, what sites they're going to have the success on. So okay. I get them up and running and I get them out in dating. And mm -hmm. I love online dating as a tool because it gets clients out in dating and I can coach them as they're go going through the mm. process. And we can really pinpoint when, where things can go awry for them. I see. Okay, great. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. It's so personalized. It is. It is. It's a great framework. And, it, mm -hmm. you know, I'll, I'll share with you. I'm very proud of this. I have a 93% success rate for oh my clients. My. Yeah, for coaching. Matchmaking, I'm very transparently, very different because we're dealing with yes. a totally different animal. Yes. Um, mm. But I do love online dating. I think mm. it's a great tool. If I were single, I would be using it. Mm -hmm. um, and and I just think it's a great tool when used the right way. Mm. I always, you know, online dating gets a really bad rap, right? People are like, oh, yes. dating so awful. I always want to say it's not online dating that's awful. Mm -hmm. It's the way you're using it. Mm. What, what, when, what would be a wrong, what would be some uh, wrong ways of using it or not optimal, let's say, ways of using it? Yeah, like showing up with not a good profile, mm. um, not using effective communication, not basically by jumping into the first relationship that comes along, by not dating more than one person at a time. All my clients are expected to date many people at one time. Yes, all, I, I, I recommend the same to my clients that come with me. Yes, I think that's wise. Yeah, absolutely. And basically, there is I, my clients have there's so many things. There's so many things you're <laughs> on to cover. Yeah. But th that's just like scratching the surface. Yeah, but I know. It's, 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 you're so passionate about this. It's so clear. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. you I am. It. You love what you do. I, what about meeting someone organically? What about um, the old, old yeah. way, like bumping into someone in aisle six? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know what? It's it's really using any and all opportunities to mm -hmm. meet someone, right? If if you can meet someone one organically, fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. But I think more and more people are finding that a little challenging. Yeah. When online, you, you know, they're typically yes. there for the same uh, reason that you are. Yes. So a little talk about the online dating. Some people say, well, there's a lot of like... Um, you know, uh, people are presenting a false self with like a, an older picture or misinformation, or there's a, a little lack of trust in that. Um, what I do like uh, about organically um, meeting someone is it can put the person in context and it does address the uh, chemistry thing right on the front end because you are seeing and interacting with the person uh, fully, you know, with your your full person. Um, what, what are your thoughts on what I'm saying about that? Oh, well, uh, well I would be in, in agreement, but let's back that up mm -hmm. and talk about online dating. And the tr that's talking about realistic expectations when dating. Mm, that's using online dating wrong, right? So where you go in and you're like, oh, you know, creating a narrative about the profile yeah. it, it equals the person versus when I work with my clients, I tell them, you know what? We don't know what we're going to get. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're so, using this as a tool 
Yes. You're using this as a tool. Yes. But you have to use it the right way. It's about it's about mindset, right? Yes. So I I work with mindset. I mm -hmm. work about emotional regulation. That's oh, <laughs> you're really like, speaking my language now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a former therapist. So yeah, I, I use I can, I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. use these tools that most dating coaches don't use, and they okay. don't know how to use, and they don't know what's going on. Okay. They just kind of tell people what they want to hear and kind of move them through. <laughs> When I tell you, this is my specialty, this is my specialty. And it's yeah. get my clients to the other side. I can hear it. I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, I got it. I, and you've been doing this for some time. 18 years. Yeah. So you've got a little experience under your belt. So, <laughs> yeah. so what, what, um, what trends or changes in dating have you noticed over the years? You know... Um, probably, um, I would say over the last, last few years is the, the definitions of like the breadcrumbing and the ghost. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I really talk about, let's, let's not worry about that because mm -hmm. that's, that goes back to you setting boundaries, you using the, the, um, the platform the right way it's almost mm -hmm. like when you attach a um a saying like ghosting or whatever mm. it's like it's like it's happening to you yeah right? Mm -hmm. right in looking at situations and actually having conversations with um clients mm -hmm. it's really about what they believed about that person mm. someone who ghosts you was never invested in you. Yeah. You believed they yes. were in your life. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's because you wanted them to be more than what they were. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because they're not. Anybody who ghosts you, you, you you've never been ghosted by a, a, a sibling or a parent. Like, I'm yes. Them, but, but that's because there's significant people in your life. Significant people yeah. in your life are not going to ghost you. Right. Or you might say when a bond is formed, uh, people don't, uh, when you formed a bond, I, I would, I would probably say that you're attached, you're attached, you formed a some sort of attachment. Um, yeah, because the ghosting is so hurtful. It's so hurtful to the person who's been ghosted. You, you, you're right, thinking it's one they, thing. Yeah. Right. But that's because they've created a false narrative about yeah. who that person is in their life. Because if they start looking back, they probably, if they examined, started examining that, they probably would find things that showed indications of that the ghosting maybe was coming or that that person was capable of ghosting or something like this. I mean, yes, definitely. But mm -hmm. I think it goes, really doing this every day, it really goes back to the narrative the person has created about that person. Yeah. You know, it's very difficult to sort of, um, I think that, I think one of the challenges of, go, of stepping into dating is to being open and vulnerable on the one hand, but a little cautious and the boundaries on the other. <laughs> you can't just fall into it, you know, like uh, recklessly. I mean, pe people do, right? You fall into it sort of recklessly without, the, without engaging the mind, but you need to kind of engage both. You need to be open and vulnerable, receptive to, to love and loving. That requires the vulnerability. But then at the same time, you do have to engage the sensibility or, you know, you know, a, 
uh, what might be the word? Um, uh, it's called boundaries. Boundaries. <laughs> it, 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 that, that's what it evaluate is. Evaluate it, like assess it, like a little bit of the mind needs to be engaged a, a bit. Yeah, but that's boundary setting. Yeah, right? yeah. It, it's really being able to have boundaries around how much vulnerability you're going to um, allow, mm -hmm. as well as you know who you're going to let into your life. Yes. And yeah, yeah. So I think that's really what we're talking about is boundaries. Yeah, right? into your home, into your car, into your mm -hmm. inner thoughts, knowing your dreams, knowing your. I mean, this is quite a process. It. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Do, do you find that men and women have similar or different dating challenges? So that's really I, I hear the say. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they're 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 similar and different, right? If we're gonna go right to the 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 simple ones, you know, for men it's height, for women it's weight. That's a dating oh, challenge. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, so especially if they're in real life or, you know, organically or even online, right? Yeah. If a guy is on the shorter side, mm. anywhere from, and that's under 5'10", believe it or not. Oh, my. Um, yeah. 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 It, you think you, it's crazy. You have no idea what I deal with. Um, so <laughs> I'm, listening. I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, it's really like, are you mm. kidding me? Yeah. Um, so for men, uh, like under 5'10", you know, it's challenging. They're, they're not seen as masculine or as desirable as someone over 5'10", six feet tall. Oh my gosh. You know, that's, that's the gold standard. And for women, it's weight, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, you know it, you, while they don't have to be a size two, mm -hmm. you know, it's, there is a certain size that, you know, once you pass that, unfortunately, you do get passed up or putting it out there, you get the less desirable guy. Ah, oh, so so what if a listener is is hearing this and saying, oh, I'm I'm past the line or I'm a man thinking, oh, I'm not tall enough. What would you say to them? I mean, the height is unchangeable. Right. <laughs> I guess you right. put lifts in your shoes or something or spike your hair. But yeah. but I mean, your height is that's what it well, is. I, I will share with you. Mm -hmm. There is, believe it or not, a surgery that men have been engaging in where they do actually break their bones in their upper thigh and then they add like. Oh, like, my gosh. No, I'm not kidding you. You can research it. I mean, that's how bad it is for men. You know, women are very quick to say, you know, it's so hard for women. Yeah. Well, it's really hard for men. And to your point, what oh. you said is critical to all of this is that yeah, not that women have to change their weight, but they can. It's and not that it's easy. I've mm -hmm. struggled with weight my entire life. Yeah. But that is that is something that can happen, right? Yes. Lifestyle change, exercise, mm -hmm. what have you, works mm -hmm. for you. That can change. Men cannot change their height. Yeah. And it's really a huge prejudice. That it is. Oh my gosh, you have no idea. It really is. I mean, I would say as a relationship therapist, uh, you, the height and weight uh, are not factors toward love. You know, you can love at any height or weight to be loving and engage in love. But but at the beginning, it, it the attraction piece is so uh, prominent, and it probably yeah, it, factors into the attra attraction element, which is you have to have the attraction to 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 go forward to go to date two or date three. It's critical. Yeah, absolutely. And and 
there can be some really very attractive men out there. I mean, I've worked with women. I've mm-hmm. been online with them mm-hmm. and they're like, oh my gosh, that guy's so cute. Yeah. Well, t- we could talk about that some, you know, about that also. Like I'm not overly like, I don't support, oh yes, he's cute. So we have to look at him, but that's their initial reaction. Yeah. And then when we're looking at the profile and it says they're five, seven or five, eight, they're like, oh, forget it. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah. So it's a challenge. And then you're ruling out men who could totally be fantastic partners. Definitely. Yeah. But their height gets in the way. Oh, I, I feel sad to hear this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it is. Let me tell you, it's, it's, it's actually like a little bit of a pet peeve for me now, 18 years yeah. later, like it, re- it triggers me yeah. <laughs> when I'm online with a client. Cause I'll let the, you know, I, I mean, listen, I keep it in check, but I'm like, Oh, I'm like, yeah. listen, this guy could be a really great partner. Yeah. And then I, then the, the retort is, but I want to wear my heels. And oh I'm like, really? Yeah, like, yeah, so oh you're willing to, well, you're willing to be lonely because yeah. you're telling me you're lonely. Yeah. Because, versus wearing your heels. Mm. You're gonna you're gonna explain to me how that works out. Right. So. Yeah. I yeah, I, I, I'm a little I, I, that stung a bit to tear that. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I, I understand. It's it's difficult. It's, there's a little rigidity in, in this because really it's about finding a loving partner essentially and and that you you meld with that you can have an have an exchange See, that's a, that's a shame all right maybe we should move on then to the next question <laughs> what, what, <laughs> absolutely what, what would be your best advice a general advice for daters people that are listening and they're dating what would you say to them so basically be open yeah i mean i know that 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 really isn't very um succinct or have great definition mm-hmm. however just be open, be open yeah. to the guy who might be on the sh- quote unquote shorter side. Yes. Um, be open to the woman who may not be a size zero or maybe a little bit more curvy. Yeah. You know, just be open to the possibility of who your partner could be. Yes. Um, can I share a story? Of course, please. Yes. Sure. So I was working with a client and she was like, I'm open, but I will not date a bald man for whatever oh. reason. <laughs> For whatever reason, that was her thing. Yeah. And sure enough, a man who was bold reached out to her, wrote her a beautiful message, not not over the top, just a very like well-worded, mm-hmm. well-thought-out, sincere message. Like he took time to read her profile. Uh-huh. He included points in his message and kind of identified that, you know, he'd be interested in, yes. you know, learning more about her. Uh-huh. She was ready to put him in the trash can. Because oh. on the online dating sites, anybody who's used online dating knows that when you're getting rid of someone on in your queue, in your message queue, or in your you know okay. likes queue, you actually hit a, a, a trash can. Mm. And so, um, and I was like, oh no. And I said, let's look at this. And I said, listen, and I say this to everybody, mm. you don't go into it with, you're going to marry them, go into it with Mm-hmm. You're just going to have a cup of coffee with them. Mm-hmm. You're going to see if they're a nice person. That's yeah. it. That's mm-hmm. that's your goal there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, I don't want to. I'm like, I understand that. I said, but again, you're not marrying them. You're just going to grab grab a cup of coffee. Right. N- now they're married and they have a baby. So. Oh. 
course. There's that. Yeah. 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 Lesson, and I'll share. lesson learned. Lesson learned. Yeah. Yeah. I'll share with you. I've done that over the years, 10 times where I've yes. pulled husbands or partners out of the trash and had my clients look at them a little bit differently and step yeah. out of their comfort zone. And then they end up in love. Yeah. So there's a little stepping out of the comfort zone. Yeah, that's right. That seems very important. That's what you mean by open, I think. Yeah, almost definitely. But be open to the idea of someone who doesn't look exactly like how you perceive they were. Right. Because the other part of that is, yes, bald, but also wrote a thoughtful, sensitive, you know, appropriate, inviting, warm email or message. Right. And then showed up as one of the best partners ever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Put her, puts very... her first. Yeah. Puts yeah. her first, makes sure her needs are met, mm-hmm. listens to her, cherishes her, cares for her. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. There's a lot it's a, of that. It's a, it's a very nice story. I'm, I'm glad you shared that one. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. So <laughs> what, what would you say, if you had to say there's a purpose to dating, I, I mean, I, used, I think you've woven it in, in already, but what would you say is the purpose of dating? Okay. So I have to tell you, this is the best question ever. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> the purpose of dating is to really get to know someone, to mm-hmm. see if you are compatible with them. Mm-hmm. That's what dating is, right? Mm-hmm. It's a chance to spend time with someone, to mm-hmm. get to know them. Yeah. You ultimately work towards exclusivity. Yes. Yeah. So, so do you think a lot of your clients get this get this one wrong, or uh, what are the what is the misconceptions about the purpose of dating? Um the purpose of dating is to find someone quickly and have a relationship. That's what most people think. <laughs> to, 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 to stop dating, right? To get out of dating. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. but, but, but that, that infers though, that they understand what dating is. Yes. Mm-hmm. They don't even know what dating is for. I have to remind them all the time. No, mm-hmm. you're dating. You're dating mm-hmm. to find out if that person's a fit for you. Right. Not creating yeah. a relationship. You're yeah. 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 Do, do most people, um, most people like or don't like dating? Oh God. Everybody hates dating. No one wants <laughs> so to what, date. Right. So what, why does everybody hate dating? This is not on my questions list, but I thought of it. Well, why do people hate dating? Yeah. <laughs> because I think they do it wrong. Uh, they do it wrong. They're doing it wrong. And so it's exhausting. Yeah. You know, I, I saw this video uh, I'll share with you mm-hmm. um, where it was a coach, mm-hmm. calls herself a coach that, you know, you, you know, it's exhausting because you're expected to date many people, mm-hmm. blah, 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 this is set up for, you know, it's a negative thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's I'm going to say it, it's part of the patriarchy to exhaust people. I'm like, no, oh, no, no, you can spin anything, right? Yeah. You can spin anything how you want it. Mm-hmm. Dating, there's a purpose to dating. What's yes. exhausting is when you do dating wrong and you end up in a relationship, right? You do it backwards, you create a relationship, and then you spend time and get to know them and realize that they're a wrong fit. Yeah, yeah. Then you have to get out of that relationship and mm-hmm. start all over again. Mm-hmm. That's exhausting. Yeah. So if you're dating uh, right and according with this uh, notion, then it really should be enjoyable. People should be having fun. Yeah. I mean, oh my 
fitness, yes. Yeah, it's for, I mean, it's for enjoyment, essentially. Getting to know someone and, and, and letting them get to know you should really be enjoyable. And right. But I also think we can be real, right? Mm-hmm. And set expectation as there's there are going to be moments that are uncomfortable. Like when clients come to me, I, I kind of outline it for them and say, hey, listen, we're going to have fun, but there are yeah. going to be moments that are really uncomfortable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if we don't balance that with reality, then mm-hmm. people are like disillusioned and they're like, I thought I was going to find my purse. Like, no, <laughs> that's not how that, that is. Right. Like, yeah. We have to set up realistic expectations. We have to be transparent and, mm-hmm. and real about, about life. Yes. About life and, and dating is part of life and it's not always fun and easy and comfortable, mm-hmm. but it's a means to an end. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, they have to put themselves out there and be vulnerable. That's that's not easy. I I I, I do understand. So mm-hmm. so how would a couple know that they're kind of leaving the the dating phase uh, and 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 moving to an exclusive or committed relationship? Because at some point it does transition to say I'm I'm going to stop dating. Uh, we, we, let's keep spending our time just just us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like that to happen organically. Mm-hmm. In that like. So if we're looking at the big picture, let's say someone's using online dating and let's say they're dating five people Yeah. or organically people drop off. Yeah. Yeah. That's just naturally how it happens. Right. Yeah. And then when you're with that one person, like two months, three months in, then that's when there's kind of an understanding, you know, you're spending three times a week with them. You're starting to do activities. You're talking about the future. That's kind of when Mm -hmm. exclusivity happens. So, yeah, I can hear a little bit of a time frame in there. Two two or three months would be the earliest to consider this transition. Yeah, that's typically what I see. Anything that's like, if you're, uh, you know, I just had a call with a client last week who... On the second date, the guy suggested that he she come to a family party. Oh no, <laughs> no way! She yeah. didn't think there was anything wrong, and she went. Yeah, no, that's too. And I was boring. like, oh boy, yeah. So it's really about keeping in mind the appropriate time frame for for meeting people yes. in terms of significant people in your partner's life and all yes. and all of that. Yes. So we really want to be able to pace things yes yes yeah and that I, and listen I, yeah yeah i recognize that that's not as fun and it's yeah. seen as not organic right but, if we pace things but it, it 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 is setting up that secure foundation which is critically important to set up the trust and the safety as the foundation and that does take time and does need to go slow because that's what they're doing they're setting that up the the foundation of the of a potential relationship yes but i i think it's just i do i think so but i also think it's recognizing if that person is a fit for you or not right yeah that's that's really the secure i feel like the secure part Mm-hmm. comes a little later after there is exclusivity. That's when yeah. you start as partners kind of identifying, mm-hmm. you know, 
what is really happening for the two of you within the relationship to mm -hmm. set up that secure attachment. Yeah. Definitely mm -hmm. with the consistency, with the communication, all of that. It, the early stages of dating is just to determine if if that person is someone you want to get to know further. Yes, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you on that. And I mentioned to you in our phone conversation before today that um, a lot of times when I'm working now, so I see couples when when you know, some, something's gone awry, they're either fighting or there's an issue or infidelity or um, that, that's when I see them when, when something has been troubling, they're disconnected or in conflict. And I often will ask, I say, uh, let's just um, I say, let's, let's, let's go off road for a minute. Let's, let's get, take a left turn. We'll come back <laughs> and tell me, how, how did you meet and get together? And how did you start your relationship? And then I hear the dating story, you know, and I do find it's uncanny that the early dating, the early experience does set things on a particular trajectory that doesn't make the current matter too much of a surprise. Um, do you find there's a correlation between how couples set up their dating life, their early time together and how the relationship unfolds. If, if you, if you have that longitudinal uh, perspective that you, you know, that you know what happens <laughs> post dating, if you continue. Yeah. So just to give you an idea, when I coach clients into a relationship, I typically stay on and help them kind of hmm. navigate that to really get an understanding and grow it. Oh, good. Um, so that's, it's not, so I may be li being literal here, but I'm going to say it's not dating per se, mm -hmm. but it's the communication mm. that is really key. If I, I mean, I have people who have no idea how to communicate. Like mm -hmm. I literally have clients who I have to help them articulate mm -hmm. what they're feeling. So, and, and teach them that it's okay to tell your partner how you're feeling, ask them to, you know, be a part of the relationship by having needs met on both sides. So yes. it's not the dating per se, it mm -hmm. is the way they communicate and interact and yes. set boundaries and, and react and, and I mean, the list can go on and on. So it's, it's, yeah, I think that is, I think, I'm suspecting that's really what you're talking about is, is, are those components? Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's set up pretty early, like the rhythm between the pair or certain roles get established or ways of relating. It, it does establish fairly early. I think. Um, it, it does. Um, but again, I, I think the roles I, I see what you're saying about the roles and while they, that can be important, it's really more about shared vision. Yeah. Communica yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, communication. Really for me, that is the number one thing. Yeah. Like, like if couples really can't feel vulnerable to mm -hmm. communicate with one another, mm -hmm. then there's an issue. Yes. Yeah. I, I think so too. I'm often saying you have to make it safe, safe enough between you to mm -hmm. have the difficult conversations when it gets when it gets a little tough or a little hairy. Yeah. And yeah. and what I find is that there is is someone who leads that dance of communication. Mm -hmm. It's it's not it's very rare that both partners really can communicate freely and easily. It's it's a learn it's because it's not necessarily 
modeled for them. That's correct. They don't have a model for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Hollywood gives us the model for the dating and the fireworks, but not the tougher. Right. <laughs> not the tougher. Right. And if you right, get exactly. in your family, then then it's it's difficult. Um, Julianne, this has been such a pleasure to talk with you and hear Thank more you about your husband. work and your thoughts on this and your beautiful insights and and help. So so let's say listeners are interested in your services or learning more. Uh, uh, where can they find you online? Absolutely. So they can just, if they take to the World Wide Web, they can Google my name, Julianne <laughs> Cantarella, and they can find me there. Okay. Um, so all social media, um, you know, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, I'm under Julianne Pro Love Coach. Okay. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm out there. Do, do some TikToks, but not many. Um, I, <laughs> and I'm busy. It's hard for me to create videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so that's what they do. And I, if they have any questions or anything, please reach out. It's really easy to find you. (laughs) Yes, it is. All all roads lead to Julianne. Yes. yes. (laughs) Great. Thank you so much for all the valuable information you shared with me today and for our time together. Terry, this was such a fun conversation. Thank you so much. It really was. It's a pleasure to work with you. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Wonderful. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Love Bonds Podcast with Terry DiMatteo. Subscribe to Love Bonds on iTunes, Spotify, or Amazon Music to catch the next episode.